It's the Pandarin Talk. The Pandarin Talk. Everybody knows it's the Pandarin Talk. The Pandarin Talk. The Pandarin Talk. Everybody knows it's the Pandarin Talk. And welcome back to another episode of the Pandarin Talk. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Mask. And with me, as always, a man looking to make his own four-hour movie. He's just got to figure out what to make it about. Sean Dangler. Sean, what's up? I'll make it about bats. That's what I will do. A four-hour movie about bats. The animal bats. bats. Not Batman. Oh, maybe actually just baseball bats. Wouldn't that be a Ooh, fun there movie? You there you go. Four hours on the making of a baseball bat. Making a baseball bat. Literally take you through the whole process. In real time. That sounds very in- very interesting and uh, very easy to sleep through, Sean. Do not make it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> Sean, it's been a hot minute since we talked. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been a minute. Uh, but we're back. But we're back. We're back. Um, and, uh, yeah, in the time that it took for us to uh, make this podcast from our last one, a few things have happened. A few, um, just a few. Yeah, just one or two things. Other than that, the world has not changed at all. Nope. Um, First off, NFL free agents signed places, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, some movies came out that I was super psyched about that I told you I want to talk about it on the podcast. Yes. We're going to talk about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Sean, you played some more Red Dead. I did, so. unfortunately. Um, I would say that's fortunately, not unfortunately. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Sean, let's jump right into it. Um, right. So, um, overarching here with the free agents, I think we both thought that it would be a little more we'd see a lot more teams like sign people for like cheap than I think we initially did, which yeah. is a little bit surprising. what do you think? Yeah. I don't know. Nothing really stood out to me that you're trying to like, or this year trying to think about it. Like we were trying to pull up and figure out who it was. I'm just like, no one really switched. There was no Tom Brady switching teams or anything like that. in in this year, so it's, you know, I guess JJ Watt was like the closest maybe. Um, but like, I don't think JJ Watts as good as he probably is anymore. Like he might be over the hill. So, and also he went to the Cardinals, which is weird team. Yeah. If I was, if I was JJ Watt, I assume JJ Watt at this point is trying to win a title somewhere. Um, I don't think the Cardinals are the best spot. Yeah. I think it, I think I remember reading it was a mix of, you know, he had a place to win, but they also were offering him the most money. So, yeah. That, that's what he went with, um, which I can't down a guy for just going with the money um, when it's a lot more money. So True. Um, I understand that. Um, but yeah, like you said, it was, I think there's a lot of people we thought would be moving and they just end up signing with their own team again because they were like, why not? Yeah. Um, the market's not there for me. Like, let's just sign this deal and be secure, which I, I, I didn't think that would happen. I think I thought we would see a lot more one year deals with other teams to prove themselves, but we're seeing a lot more just like, I'm going to sign with this team again for cheap yeah. to get through this off season. Um, yeah. And then I think we were, we along with everybody else in the world were surprised that the Patriots went out and re, like signed a ton of people. Yeah. Spent a lot. Bill Belichick really spent a lot of money. Yeah. He'd been saving for like 20 years with Tom Brady's like time to spend. Um, and I think we'll kind of go through few of his signings, I think, but I think maybe not the best signings on all of them. No, I, um, it feels like something, you know, Bill Belichick's up there in age and is just trying to make one last uh, one last go at it, and unfortunately, I think it's going to hurt. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, Sean, I guess, um, maybe we just talk about a few people who signed places, um, and kind of comment on them. Yeah. Um, so some of the big names that signed before, um, like free agency started, um, Aaron Jones, the running back for the Packers. I think a bunch of people thought he'd be like the premier running back out there. Yeah. Um, he just ended up re-signing with the Packers. That's a, that surprised me because like, I think they drafted a running back last year who was getting more time at the end of the season or something like that. And so I, I thought they were going to let him go and not pay for the running back. Um, so that, that kind of shocked me. It's good for me because I have him on my dynasty fantasy league team. So I'd prefer that he stays there. Um, but yeah, I was kind of shocked when I saw that. Yeah, um, I I thought for the same reason that he, you know, they had just drafted that running back in the second round last year. Yeah, um, had given him some carries, and it was like, all right, then just roll with that guy. Um, but maybe they were like, hey, Aaron Jones is good. We'll just pay him. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's you know that's a theory that works. So why not? I mean, keep the guy that you drafted and built up. So um, that makes sense. And then. Uh, Another big name who just re-signed was uh, Shaq Barrett. Yeah. Uh, outside linebacker for the Bucks. He was, uh, I think a bunch of people assumed that Bucks just weren't going to be able to sign him um, for that uh, amount of money. And he uh, he did. He stayed with them. And now he's going to be uh, rushing off the end with that defense again. Which uh, Yeah, was it there? Like, is it the whole team or just their off? I think it's their offense. Everyone re-signed, basically. I think they will be the first Super Bowl winner to return all 22 of their starters. Yeah. Which is pretty impressive. Um, yeah. It's, it's very impressive. Um, because, um, usually it's the exact opposite after you win a Super Bowl or go to a Super Bowl, a bunch of people, you know, go elsewhere. So yeah, they want to get fucking paid. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it kind of helped that they were able to, like, they tagged Godwin. They were able to get Levante David for cheap. And then they had enough money to spurge on, uh, Barrett, so I yeah. mean, end up working out for him there. Um, elsewhere, we got people like uh, I was pretty happy on this. Uh, the Rams re-signed Leonard Floyd. I did okay. not think they'd be able to keep him. Um, they might have overpaid a little bit for him, but um, he really worked well opposite Aaron Donald. And he, as opposed to some of the outside linebackers they've had in the past, they uh, were not. He uh, he could play the run and the pass, so um, it worked out well. That's good. Um, sorry, I'm trying to go through here. Um, Oh, Juju Smith-Schuster re-signed uh, with the Steelers, which I think uh, a lot of people thought was very surprising. Oh, really? Yeah, he signed a one-year deal with the Steelers. Um, apparently, he had an offer to go play for the Chiefs, but decided to go back to the Steelers instead because he was like familiar with their team. What? Yeah. Wow. I guess if you're only back one year, that's not terrible, but that seems – I would go play – I mean, I know like – Maybe he's thinking, you know, it's the Chiefs. He's not going to get as many touches. But, like, I still think uh, you put him in, st- in the Sammy Watkins spot or whatever. Like, that'll be pretty good. I don't know if they're the same type of receivers. But still, like, it's an upgrade. Yeah, it's just, it seems weird. Like, yeah, you could just go, like, play in the slot. And yeah. Kansas City catch passes from Patrick Mahomes for a full year. You'd be better off in doing it with the, the Steelers. But I don't know. Uh, you know, he's still a young guy. Maybe he's just like Pittsburgh and, you know, really wants to stay there, but maybe this is the only way he could do it. So, yeah. Um, what do you think? Uh, um, old Drew Brees retired. Um, and so they re-signed, uh, Jameis Winston. So, uh, who are you picking? You think they go back to Taysom Hills, their starting quarterback, or is Jameis got the starting role locked now? Man, I, I think it's Jameis, but you know, I, 
this time last year when we were, I guess not this time, but you know, when Breeze went down last season and like yeah. we had a podcast, I was on his podcast, like no way Taysom Hill is their starting quarterback. No way, no way, no way. He started all four games for him. Um, and they won, but I mean, he wasn't good. So I still don't think they're going to roll with him, but Sean Payton loves that dude. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. I, I, I'm going to go with Winston, but man, I, it would not surprise me if they keep a till. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm trying to go through some other people here. Um, I guess, okay, we'll get, we'll get into the Patriots signings here. Yeah. We, uh, they signed Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith, two tight ends. And for like, Johnu Smith. Oh boy. For a ton of money. Um, so they're definitely like, Hey, um, we might have had the worst tight end like room in the whole league last year. Let's just sign the two best ones off the market. Yeah, that makes sense. I will say I am not high on Hunter Henry because he's burned me in fantasy football a lot. So uh, I am partial because of that thing, but I'm no, he probably is actually kind of good. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, he's a dude who seems like he should always be good, but he's always hurt. So it's like tough to be like, oh yeah, yeah. he'll be good for them. But I, it just seems like a lot of money to spend on two tight ends. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But they like, pretty, I, he loves that two tight end uh, thing when they when he had Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Cam Newton resigned. That was a big surprise. I don't think any of us saw that coming. Yeah, I don't think anyone wanted uh, Cam back after last season. But like, what you know, I think the rumor was people thought that the forty nine like. The, Bel- Belichick was gunning to try to get Garoppolo back or something like that, but I don't know if that didn't turn out or, or whatever reason, but basically it, it just seems like uh, they don't really have a better option at quarterback. Yeah, that might have been it. They just like the, the market wasn't there for him, which yeah. was surprising because it seemed like there was going to be a big quarterback market this spring, yeah. and there really hasn't been. No. Um, also, they signed who is... Also, not a great fantasy player who's burned me plenty of times, Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> yeah, Patriots that one. That was weird because they signed him for a ton of money. Yeah, 226. And then, and then the Raiders replaced him with John Brown, who's probably an upgrade over him for like a fraction of the cost. Yeah. Um, so it was just one of those things like where usually the Patriots are the people who are like getting the deals. Like this spring they were like not, but they were the exact opposite. They were overspending. Um and I've, I've seen some reports where they, they were like, hey, you go against market kind of thing. So, like, you save when other people want to spend, and you're spending when other people want to save because like, yeah. you take advantage. Um, this time it just didn't seem like it worked for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've never been impressed by Nelson Aguilar, like, at all. Um, <clears throat> the other receiver they signed was Kendrick Bourne, who I don't, pff, I don't know who that is. So, He's 49 I, uh, receiver. Okay. I, I just don't, you know. It doesn't look good. It's like they're just signing a bunch of mediocre players. Yeah. I, you, you wonder how much of this sometimes is like, I know in baseball they always say it, like getting an average player to position is sometimes better than like getting a superstar, but then having to like not have a average player in another position. So yeah. I wonder how much like just getting a competent player at some of these positions means the NFL compared yeah. to like making a big signing, one big signing as compared to like, three okay signings um yeah that makes sense i see what you're saying there um just looking at what the rams have done the past few years um i would say in the nfl i'd rather have the superstars because (laughs) um, they seem to be able to uh, block some of the average play of others sometimes yeah um so um i guess one person who the rams lost this 
winner that I uh, wish I could have kept was uh, John Johnson, signed with the Cleveland Browns. Okay. Um, that's pretty big. He was a, their defensive play caller past two years, I think, or at least uh, last year he was. Okay. Um, and he was really good. He was really good at uh, like playing in the middle of the field if they need him to or being like in the box safety. So um, he'll be really missed. I, I think it's a really good signing for Cleveland, especially because they needed a lot of help in the secondary. So um, yeah. that was really big for him. Um, That's good. I, I saw the Patriots did sign Matt Judon from the Ravens. Um, he's pretty good, though, right? Yeah, so I thought he was good. But the reports I've – like, so some of the people I listened to, some of like the reports I've read, like uh, they weren't as high on him as other people were. So a lot of people think like maybe he's uh, benefited from the system a lot there. Um, yeah. But then I've also seen like a few Ravens fans who are like really sad to see him go, mm-hmm. which usually means like he was good. Um, if you're if you're talking to the fan and they're sad to see him go or they're happy to see him go, like that usually tells you about like what they were, the actual player was like. Yeah. Um. So. Um. Oh, the Chiefs uh, signed uh, Joe Thune, a big. Uh, he was like one of the best guards. Um, okay. So they signed him. They also signed Austin Blythe. Uh, not a huge signing, but kind of big as a Rams slash Iowa fan. Um, yeah. He, he's gonna be a Chief. Um, so they're kind of solidifying uh, the pocket in front of Patrick Mahomes after that Super Bowl. Yeah, um, that makes sense. <laughs> so I'm not sure how that helps their tackles. Um, cause they let both <laughs> their tackles go. Um, and it seemed like that was a big issue for them. Was, uh, they let the Fisher edge. go or what? Yeah, they let them both go. Oh, wow. Swartz and Fisher are gone. To be fair, Fisher like tore his Achilles in like weeks 16 or whatever it was. Or maybe might even the playoffs. Yeah. Like, no way that dude's playing this year. Yeah. And if he is, no way he's good. So like... Um, but I, I thought Schwartz was pretty good, but he was pretty hurt last year, so maybe he's like old over the hill at this point. Yeah. Um, Gronkowski's yeah. coming back. Yeah, Gronkowski's coming back. Um, I don't think anybody thought that that would be otherwise. So that's uh, uh, pretty big. I, I see Corey Davis was signed by the Jets. Uh, rest in peace to his career. <laughs> yeah, man. So he was one of those dudes who, like, so as a Rams fan, um, their, their receivers rooms is pretty stacked. So like they don't need a receiver. Yeah. Um, but like when I saw him, like, man, he'd be a great addition to like the Rams, just like a solid blocker, decent receiver, maybe get him on a deal, but he signed a lot of money for the Jets. So, uh, yeah, yeah like you said, uh, good luck never hearing from him again. Yeah. Literally any receiver that's ever gone to the Jets, they just suck. Yeah. Um, I guess we can kind of dip our toes into the trade market too. While we're talking about the Jets, they traded yeah. Sam Darnold. Yeah. Yes, they did to who um, was it? The Panthers. Um, so, kind of surprised um, you went to the Panthers. Honestly, I did not expect it. I was kind of expecting them to be traded. I just didn't think it'd be to the Panthers. I think what happened is the Panthers were all in on Deshaun Watson, and uh, then all the sexual allegations stuff has come up, <laughs> yes. Um, yes. which is uh, probably made it pretty hard to trade him now because um, he might be going to jail. Um, yeah, he he has some issues going on. He's definitely going to be suspended. I'm pretty sure by the end of this for at least yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that was kind of their boat. And then after that filter, they're like, well, fuck, um, maybe we should try to draft quarterback. And then they're like, oh, well, all the quarterbacks are going to be gone by the time we can do that. Yeah. So uh, uh, maybe we'll just stick with Teddy Bridgewater, sign Sam Darnold, and uh, see what happens there. Yeah. I, I guess I, I also read the other day that maybe they're trying to trade away Bridgewater. So maybe they're just like, hey, we're going to roll with Darnold and see what happens. What would they trade for Darnold? I want to say a second and like some future like mid-round picks oh yeah that's um, not bad 
No, but it, it's kind of a lot. Like a second round picks, that's kind of a lot for yeah. a quarterback who like a lot of people think is not good. Yeah, so. I don't know. I mean, Darnold's a classic case of like he kind of had a tough situation, so potentially, you know, potentially maybe it's it'll he can turn around, but it feels like more times than off not. It's if the car, quarterback's not good right away, he's probably not good. Yeah, I was trying to think of like when have we ever seen a quarterback who was in a bad situation, yeah, and played bad, go to a good situation and then be good? It's very rare. Yeah, like, they'll never be. They're like I don't, I can't think of a specific person, but I feel like if anything, it's they become average basically, but they will never become a great quarterback essentially. I think the only two I can think of where they were like even turned into good quarterbacks was you had Tannehill go from the Dolphins, which yes. was really people. So people look back at that as like they weren't good. I'm pretty sure they made the playoffs one of those years. So like yeah, they were Tana, good. Like Tannehill, like when he was at the Dolphins, I he was a decent quarterback. He wasn't great, but he wasn't like terrible by any means. It wasn't like yeah. a Darnold situation. Yeah, people like to remember those like Adam Gase Dolphins teams as like the worst teams in the, like they were bad near the end. But, like there were some all right teams there. Yeah. Um, and like so, yeah, he went to Tennessee and is now good. And the other one is Jared Goff with Jeff Fisher was really bad. Oh, then that's true. came in, um, and like was he was good. Um, yeah. But yeah, more often than not, it's that guy is just not good. Um, usually, from what I can see or what I've seen in the NFL, even good a good quarterback can overcome a bad coach. Like not to be great, but they're at least competent. Usually, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a little hesitant on that one, but I don't know. The it Jets was, are kind of clearing house, yeah. so they can. So it get. looks like the trade was <clears throat> Sam Darnold for a sixth rounder this year and a second rounder and a fourth rounder next year. Okay, so I mean that's a little bit. I mean that's a good haul for the Jets, and I mean yeah, who it, it's a it's a cheap option for the Panthers, I guess. Um, sort of. They're, they're gonna be paying them a lot of money, and it's a little bit of draft capital. But yeah. if he ends up being good, then you know, you got a cheaper quarterback. Yeah. So um, another big trade recently um, was, I guess, two trades involving the Dolphins. They traded out of the third pick to move back to 12th with the Niners. So the Niners now have the third pick. Yes. Everyone assumes they're going to take a quarterback. Um, uh, some people are thinking they're taking Mac Jones. I'm not sure about that. Um, yeah. But then they traded up with the Eagles, I think, right? The Dolphins did to get back up to sixth. I don't know. I, I I didn't know they had traded twice there. Yeah, I, I think they traded back to twelve and got a first from the Niners, so they got like an extra first rounder for next year. Yeah, and I think they traded that pick and then the twelfth pick to go up to six. Okay. The Eagles, I think. Um, yeah, it says. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they're up in the sixth pick now from the Eagles. So, yeah, the Eagles are a twelfth pick, which is. Uh, from Miami Dolphins via San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. So And the San Francisco um, 49ers, to get to third, was from the Miami Dolphins via the Houston Texans. So I wonder, if was that the Larry Tunsil trade or whatever? Yes, it was. Okay. Wow. Yeah, there's a, there's a big, uh, and this has been a big thing on some of the websites I read about, like the domino effect of that trade throughout the league has been pretty big. Really? Yeah. Just because, like, they traded them, got that extra pick, um, that now they're able to turn into all these other picks, and, like, they're able to get Tua, and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill O'Brien, yada, yada, yada. Man, is it just funny how, like, remember last year when everyone's like, man, this Texans team, they're dysfunctional, man. Yes. Um, 
a year later, it's just like way worse. Yes, like, much worse. Like, well, I don't, I don't know if they traded DeAndre Hopkins at this time last year, but they traded DeAndre Hopkins. They yeah. fired Bill O'Brien to get a coach like who no one knows about. Their GM situation is crazy. They have like yeah. an ex team chaplain as the president. Yeah. And now their quarterback is probably going to jail. Maybe going to jail. Yes, for sure. Oh, sorry. There's some audio playing that I don't want to play. <laughs> I'm trying to pull. Okay, there we go. Uh, sorry, it was a Reese's commercial by Reese's. Um, yeah, no, the Texans, it's. Yeah. And it, it would suck to be a Texans fan right now because your team is so screwed up in about every way. Because what do you. Like, I don't know what's going to. The whole Deshaun Watson situation is like really bad because there's he's been accused by not like three women it's i think it's up to 22 now yeah it's, it's a lot and so and you're it's pretty hard to be like yeah i'm pretty sure all those women are lying or something like that yeah. like like that's at that point it seems pretty consistent that he was doing wrong bad things yeah i so I, with this type of situation i'm i'm trying not to come to a judgment you know because hopefully all the facts will come out eventually man yeah. they <laughs> It does not look good right now. No. And so it's it's tough because that's like all they had. And that's the funny because he was trying to get out of town to get traded or whatever because he didn't like the GM. But he's got a lot more shit to deal with now. Yeah, like Rightfully even, so. so if it's, even in if that situation. Yeah. Even in that situation, they would have got something back for him. At this point, it's like they just might not have it. Yeah, that's and the thing. Like, yeah. Nothing. So, oh, man. Um, that's pretty rough for him. Um, Sean, I guess – I, I'm going through the rest. There's a lot more of these signings. We probably could have talked about them if it was a little closer, but now I don't. Now I really don't feel like talking about some of these mid-level people um, as okay. much. Well, can, um, do you want to go through the draft real quick here? Um, yeah, we can. I just want to go. So it's right now that how it lays is the Jaguars have the number one, then Jets, 49ers, Falcons, Bengals, Dolphins, Lions, Panthers, Broncos, Cowboys. That's the first ten picks. Okay. Um. It's pretty much assumed Trevor Lawrence is probably going number one, right? I think it's a lock. Like yeah. I, I, I think it will be a bigger deal if he does not go number one than like any other person not going number one. Yeah. Like a long time. It's it's a lock, I would say. And so um, then it comes to the old Jets trying to draft a quarterback. Um, who I, I guess who would you take? I like that. I know like that Zach Wilson's got a bunch of hype, but like it seemed like it all came on very fast. Um, and Justin Fields has almost fallen a little more. And then there's Trey Lance, who I didn't even know is just a sophomore and from North Dakota State. So, like, how does he have so much hype? Well, so he was a redshirt sophomore. So okay. what happened is, so Trey Lance, um, he wasn't so, like, as you know, North Dakota State is, like, a powerhouse. They never fucking lose anymore. Yeah. Um, so, like, his redshirt year, they won the national championship. He came in his redshirt freshman year, let him go an undefeated national championship. Did not throw. He did not have a turnover his whole freshman year. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, I think he had like, I don't. Know. But the thing is, like, he he didn't throw a lot because they they just like run the ball a lot. And yeah. He had like over a thousand yards rushing. And he's huge. He's like a six five, like two hundred some pounds. He's huge and like moves well. Um, has all the intangibles and like played really well. They had like one exhibition game last year where he played all right. Um, yeah, but, like, he's, it's all he's it's all potential with him. He says, yeah, he's six four two twenty six. That's a big man. Well, um, Trevor Lawrence is well. He's six six two twenty. Yeah, I think this Lance guy. Um, I think like, and maybe I'm wrong, but 
but I think at one point he was faster and like could throw the ball further. It was like, oh, okay, but not by much. I so here's how I would I would take Justin Fields number two because he's been numbered like so throughout the high school recruiting process and like in college it was always like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields one 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 a one b yeah, and like nothing that has happened so far in my opinion has like made me deviate from that. Like nothing that Justin Fields has shown me is like, this guy's not going to be a good NFL quarterback, especially in like today's day and age. So I would take him number two. I don't think, I think it's pretty set that uh, Zach Wilson's going number two, but I would take Justin Fields. Yeah. I'm, Um, I feel like the Zach Wilson pick is the perfect pick for the jets just to absolutely screw themselves. Yeah. So I, I have a hard time with that. Him, Mostly because where he's going, like I think if he was going three, I'd be fine with him. Yeah, but he just came, like he seems like he came on way quick. In reality, he was a three-year starter at a BYU and like played pretty well. Yeah. But so still, uh, my qu- my question is: the first four picks, the Jaguars, Jets, 49ers, Falcons, are all probably rumored to take a quarterback, right? Like all of them would take a quarterback. So the only one is the Falcons. People people are like. I think it, most people right now think the Falcons won't take a quarterback. Really? Matt four. Ryan has not looked great. <laughs> I think most people think they're going to roll with somebody else, but I think a lot of people assume they're, if they're at that, they're not going to be at that pick. Someone else is going to pick at four. They're going to trade. going to be another pick. trade. Okay. Yeah. Because um, like a lot of people now think that since the 49, what the 49ers had to give up to three, like give up to get to three, the Falcons can now get more. Like mm. just supply and demand type thing. Like yeah. now there's one less pick for it. So like someone's going to trade up to get that pick. So, so do you um, think the lot... 49ers are taking a quarterback then? Yeah, I do. I, I guarantee I, I would. So I think what they're probably going to do, there's a ton of rumors about Mac will or Mac Jones. I don't think he's going three. Um, I'm looking at the CBS. I'm on the CBS website for some reason for their draft prospects. He's like yeah. fifth, and he's like ranked number twenty-two overall for like all players. So yeah. it's like they do not have him high at all. No, I, I think he, I, I would say it's going to be a Justin Fields here, um, or a tra- I could see a Trey Lance, and they, he sits a year behind Garoppolo. But I would, I gotta think Fields goes three. You would think so. Fields would go before Trey Lance. Man, there are people. There are some people out there who have him projected to go in the second round. Fields now. I, Which makes no sense. No way he gets out of the top ten. Yeah. No way. I don't know. I mean, I know like Ohio State. I mean, Urban Meyer's not the coach there uh, anymore. But like, I don't know. It seems like he's a good quarter. Like, it seems like he has the right stuff. Like, it's a dumb thing not to take Fields when you get a chance. Yeah. <laughs> so this this the whole draft process. It just really really is messed up like people nitpick so much and it's crazy um, yeah and the funny thing is like we're gonna we're gonna debate over this like, there's a good chance two-thirds of these kids are not good at football like yeah. they're not they're gonna be washed out to the nfl so like we're talking about five quarterbacks on the top 10 there's a good chance maybe one maybe two of them are actually good quarterbacks and the rest are like bad yeah so um, i don't know i mean you think five quarterbacks will go in the top 10 guarantee it okay um, there are some people, yeah. So it's pretty much far around conclusion of the top three are quarterbacks. Yeah. It all depends on Atlanta at four. I think they're going to trade out and someone else is going to be up there at four, maybe like Denver. Um, yeah, Denver's Denver. one I, yeah. Denver's one I've seen. Um, there's a few other people like 
Carolina was one, but like no way Carolina, like the Falcons aren't going to let Carolina trade to get their franchise quarterback and then have to play him for the next 15 years. So uh, that was a no go. Yeah. Um, so do you think Panay Sual, is that how you say his name? He's, yeah, it's like Panay Sual or something like that. He's yeah. definitely being drafted by the Bengals, right? <laughs> Man, that's what, so that's what I thought. And now there's a ton of people out there going like, no, no, no. They're actually, because they drew, they they've signed Riley Reef <laughs> to like play their tackle position. They're just going to let him fly, and they're going to take Jamar Chase to be a like wide receiver, like form a good like wide receiver core with for yeah. Joe Burrow, which is crazy because the guy couldn't stand up. Like they were getting pummeled. By yeah, him. I feel like you'd want to. I mean, that's what I feel like. I mean, that's what happened to Andrew Luck is that he just his line sucked. Like you really need if you have a transcendent quarterback, you have to make sure you have a good line. <laughs> yeah, I. So over the last few years, I've decided if I ever become a GM in the NFL, yeah, I'm going to draft hog mollies. And we make fun of that, that Giants GM for like, oh, he only ever drafted like offense and defensive linemen. But like, that's how like you build a competent team. Yeah. Like rarely is a good team have a bad like offense or defensive line. Yeah. So no, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I, I think Sewell goes five, but there's a lot of reports that Chase might go five um, because of how deep the tackle class is. But man, he he seems like I can't miss prospect to me, the tackle guy. Yeah. So I would take him five. Uh, I don't um, know. I, I, is there anyone else really that you want to talk about? I mean, about, I think Chase, Chase is going to go in the top ten. Probably Devontae Smith goes in the top ten. Okay. Um, I bet Mac Jones goes in the top ten somewhere. Yeah, it just seems like there's enough teams out there that need a quarterback or want a quarterback that they're going to gamble on that. Because you have, like, the Lions. I assume the Lions aren't set on golf necessarily. Um, not that they have to take a quarterback, but I could see them. The Broncos definitely will probably take a quarterback. And, yeah. I don't know, maybe another team will trade up and try to take one, too. Yeah, a lot of people are, like, uh, thinking Patriots might trade up in there, get somebody. Yeah. Um and that Pitts, the Pitts guy from uh, Florida, he's probably going to be in the top ten. A lot of people think he might actually be the first non-quarterback off the board. Okay. Um, so, um, and I, I honestly think we're only probably going to see one, maybe two defensive players go in the top ten. Yeah. Um, and it's probably not till Detroit or maybe Dallas. Like that's probably our chance to see a defensive okay. player go. All right. So, yeah, I don't know. Who do you think, real quick, uh, your Rams, who do you want them to take? Um, do they have a first-round pick? No, no, they haven't oh. drafted the second round. Um, there's a few centers I'd like them to see him take now. Um, there's that Creed Humphreys guy from Oklahoma. He was pretty good. Um, Landon, Landon Dickerson from Alabama um, would be really good. Except he's been hurt a lot in college, which usually if you're hurt a ton in college, you get hurt in the pros a lot. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't like those odds, but he's like a monster for a center. So I'd love to see someone like that after years of us having undersized centers. Yeah. Um, so they're the 50 is if I'm reading this right there, the first pick is the 57th pick. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have asked. I knew the Rams never have first round picks. Yeah. I believe this year would be uh, the f- second Jalen Ramsey pick. Okay. Do you so, think they will trade into the first round? No, okay. no. I actually just listened to a podcast this week with, uh, Less need the GM yeah. on there, and uh, he he essentially said like he the value of those back end ones he sees as like essentially a second rounder anyway. Oh, so okay. like he doesn't see much use unless like I mean 
obviously if there's someone they're in love with and they think they're, they're going to go, he's going to try for it. But his thinking, it sounded like was he was much more open just sticking in the second round and like doing stuff like that. So, yeah. All right. uh, um, and, and maybe they get a tackle too. It's a pretty deep tackle class, but I think with your first pick, you got to take someone who's going to start like your immediate needs. I think personally, yeah. So, um, that's where I would go with them. It's probably center, maybe inside linebacker, but their defense has shown that they don't really need a superstar at inside linebacker. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, probably center would where I would go. Huh? So are we going to Cleveland to watch this draft? It's in Cleveland. Yeah, might as well. Why not? <laughs> I feel like we should go one year. I don't know like how fun it actually is, but it'd be kind of unique to go to. Honestly, it seems like a ball. Like, do you have to like, pay? Like, do, I I don't remember. Do you have to pay to like get into it, or is it like just hell? Oh, on definitely. Oh, okay. Um, like except a few years ago, like they did in like Nashville, and they they did it on like the Strip. That seemed like it'd be so much fun. Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be fun. I bet everything's way too overpriced. Um, oh yeah, but it's like that. NBA Summer League I want to go to. Like, it's just, like, the random sporting events. Um, mm-hmm. That would be so fun to just go to once and say you've been. I, those are definitely things, like, you have to be a fan of, like, the thing, though. Yeah. I think. Like, you couldn't, like, I couldn't take someone who's not a like, NFL fan to the draft. Like, they think it's stupid. Um, yes. <laughs> or, like, Summer League. Like, you take a non-NBA fan to Summer League, they're probably like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. What is this stuff? Uh, okay, that's that's our next goals. We're gonna get to the NFL draft. All right, next next year. Next where year. is that next year? I I don't know. Um, I guess I could look this up. Just give me a minute. You talk, Jordan. So it's not just. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Um, yeah. Oh, it's in it's, Vegas, it's, man. Or yeah, it's in Vegas. That's fucking ooh, perfect. That's a good, that's a good one. 2023 is in Kansas City. It's probably a little closer. Probably a little easier to get to. Yeah, that one would be a little easier. Vegas would be wild, though, I bet. Yeah, Vegas might be too wild. <laughs> what, uh... My question is, um... Did they... They didn't used to travel the draft, right? No, it was always in Music City Music Hall, or the, like, New York Music Hall, or whatever. And when did they start traveling it? Two or three years ago. And why? They just wanted to, basically? Um, I think, yeah, because they were like, hey, we can make a ton of money <laughs> going places. That's true. So um, that's why. Um, okay. that, I think I think it like it's one of those things where you can grow your fan base of it a little bit by traveling with it. Yeah, um, that makes sense. So. Um, I mean, it's cooler. Obviously, we're talking about wanting to go to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, as Whereas before, like I never wanted to go to it before. It didn't sound as fun, um, yeah. but now I, I think it'd be fun. So, um, yeah. Um, anything else, Sean, you want to talk about the NFL before we uh, kind of let it mosey on out? Uh, no, I, I think that's it. I don't really have any uh, early predictions or anything like that. So, um, Okay. No, I don't know. It's exciting. It's crazy. The draft's already coming up here. Um, I know. This is So this is a part of the year I kind of love a lot. Yeah. Because, like, this is the part in Madden where, like, you kind of just get to mess around, like... Build your team. It's, it's like the recruiting in NCAA. It was just, yeah, yeah it's fun building. Um, and, like, it's always, like, a prediction, like, or, like, projections. Yeah. Um, and you don't get, like, the immediate rejection, like, of the NFL season where it's like, oh, my team actually sucks. Um, <laughs> this thing I was hoping would happen didn't happen. Yeah, so, well. like, um, yeah. it's always a lot of optimism for everybody. Um, so, 
this this is a good time. I like this time of year for the NFL. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping. Uh, I really enjoyed watching the draft last year. I'd never really watched it that much because it's always been on ESPN, but they put it on ABC. So I'm hoping I can watch it this year uh, on ABC or whatever. So I'm I'm excited for it. I, I hope they do it again. Where like ABC is the college I, people. It is. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure. It was just—it's just so funny, like the disconnect of some of them. Well, like, yeah, I—I uh, I know, like listening to podcasts, the ABC ones, pretty—they're pretty bad at it, honestly, because they aren't like—they all just love the players because they're college football analysts, so they aren't thinking from an NFL perspective. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I enjoy it, I, you know. So I, I, so yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, I. Uh, me too. So, all right, Sean. Um, Moving on, we, uh, I kind of hinted at this at the beginning, but, uh, some big movies came out that I've really been wanting to talk about. Yes. Um, first one, the Snyder Cut finally came out. Um, the Justice League Snyder Cut, um, years in the making, it finally came out. And Sean, it really did not disappoint. I really enjoyed it. Really? Um, Uh, okay. So it was four hours long, correct? Correct. That's fucking long. Um, the thing is, so was it, because obviously it didn't originally come out, because didn't someone die, like someone die in his family or something, that's why he had to step away. Yeah, so a little background on it. So Zack Snyder, he's kind of like the uh, like Kevin Feige of the DCU, or was at the beginning. Yeah. Um, did the Man of Steel movie, the Batman vs. Superman. Um, and like, by the time they were making Justice League, they, like people were kind of down on him, because like, the other movies they didn't like as much. Um, yeah. But they still made a ton of money. So he's making Justice League, essentially was like done making it, almost. And uh, his daughter, I believe, committed suicide. Oh, okay. And, like, he kept trying to go, like, he, like, kept trying to make a movie and, like, eventually figure out, like, I can't do this. Like, I can't keep, like, going on right now. I need some time to myself. So he, he like, left the movie essentially in post-production. Yes. And, like, the studio hired Joss Whedon. Yeah, from to, the like, Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Um, to do, like, some rewrites at this point. Yeah. And going back to like when this was happening, everyone was like, Oh, this is perfect. Like Joss Whedon is like the exact type of style. These series need to be like less serious. Like yada, yada. Um, so eventually he like took over and like made the movie. And I remember like when it happened thinking like, okay, this is awesome. Like this should be a good thing. Like the Avengers was good. Like, Mm -hmm. and it came out and it, it was bad. It's just like one of the worst movies ever. I remember because I knew it was going to be bad and you were all hyped up for it. And then I was right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I guess maybe not one of the worst movies ever. It's not good though. It's like you, it's very choppy. You can tell where the scenes are cut. Like the dialogue is not good. Like there are characters in the movie that like make no sense because like his vision for him was way different than like their original vision for him. Yeah. Um, the color schemes are way different. Like it just, it's a mess. Um, and it was like, you could tell it was cut to like really edited, like by the studio and by him. It's really short. It's like an hour and 45 minutes, which yeah. is not a very long movie for these team up movies. Um, so it wasn't good. So like what happened is like everyone, like eventually like Zach and I like hinted like, Oh yeah. Like I was almost done with this movie. Like we could have made something different. So like there was a big old like pushed for the Snyder cut, um, which is like his director cut of the movie. Yeah. Big old petition for it. Eventually um, DC or like Warner brothers. Like, all right, all right, we'll do it. Um, mostly so they could like drum up interest for HBO max. Um, yeah. Uh, I think they spent like $30 million on like reshoots and like some post-production stuff. Um, and I might be overselling that, but it was a lot. It was a lot of money. Um, 
and yeah, it came out and it was four hours long. Um, there was rumors at one point it was going to be a like four one hour episodes. And, um, Josh Whedon was like, nah, or not Josh Whedon. Um, Zach and I were like, nah, it's a four hour movie. So, <laughs> um, it actually has six chapters in it that you can watch it in chapters if you'd rather. But, uh, we, we watched it in four hours and yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. Very um, different from the first one. Super different. Um, it was funny. I watched it with my wife and like, she would like call it like, well, that's different. Like that's different. Like, yes, yes. It's supposed to be different. Like, <laughs> So that's like, different parts of this movie. That's like the thing with those director cut films. Whenever they like release, like I know, like Anchorman, they had a separate one. The like second, they had the second Anchorman, not the actual second one in theaters, but they did another one, which is literally just using different scenes or improv moments from their first one or whatever. Oh yeah. So like to me, director stuff is always just weird because it just doesn't feel right in the way because you're like, well, this isn't. Like, this obviously isn't the film they actually released or movie they released or whatever. But this one's just so different because it's straight up just the actual guy who was directing then left and then come back and it's like, so this is the actual film? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Like, yeah, like you said, most cases, like, the director's cut is kind of like the offshoot of it where it doesn't yeah. feel like the right one. But you're spot on. This one, like, it, this one feels like this was, like, where the story was going and, like, the resolution of a lot of these other stories. Yeah. So the only issue is, like, Obviously, the, like there were movies that came out after Justice League in the DCU. Yeah, and continuity-wise, they match up with the original Justice League. So, like, mm. there's some weird things there. Um, they're saying uh, the Snyder Cut is like not canon, essentially. Uh, okay. So it like doesn't match. Um, really doesn't matter. But it was um, really good. Um, it was funny. So one of my friends, actually, it's one of our friends. I won't. I won't tell you who it is on on record here. I'll okay. tell you afterwards. Um, was watching the movie and. He told me it took him an hour and a half to figure out that this wasn't a sequel. It was actually just a <laughs> remake of a movie. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So he was, he apparently had watched for a while. I was like, wait, this is the same movie. <laughs> how much, I mean, percentage wise, how much is like the same scenes versus the first Ooh, one? Oh, I, mean, I mean, obviously this one's four hours and the other one's an hour and 45. Yeah. So there's a lot of extra there. But like, um,. I don't know, fifty percent maybe. Really? Of that other movie was reshot at least. Like that's just the weird thing, like for me, like I could watch the Snyder Cup because I never saw the first one. But like I feel like if I saw the first one, it just I'd be thrown off between the two, basically. Just because it's like, okay, yeah, I've I've seen this, but this is what we're doing now. Like what? That's not where my brain like went with the first after seeing the first one. Yeah. It's there are some moments where you're like, wait. What? What? And then, like, you have to remember, like, oh, they're actually doing this now. Yeah. Um. Well, no, I, I thought it, was... it it got a lot of hype. I mean, I saw a lot of friends on Facebook post about it and whatnot. So it clearly worked. Whatever they're trying to do, basically. Yeah. Really, my my only thing I didn't like about it was it's four hours long, and it's <laughs> tough to watch anything for four hours. It's like, a long movie. Anything, any movie over three hours is long. I, I I watch Gone with the Wind, and that's four hours, and it's like fuck <laughs> it's, it's a long time to like sit and watch something yeah it's a it's like okay there goes my afternoon like it's just yeah. you have to just know you're like days kind of shot because of that yeah, i think like we started watching like five o'clock and it was like all right when this is over i'm going to bed like yeah <laughs> so like that's that's kind of weird um but yeah it's i think it's, it's really well like put together um 
there are a few like still like not great fight scenes like it's kind of shoddy cgi which is a shame for a movie that expensive but um i think if it had been the original version like they wouldn't have looked that bad type thing yeah um and then uh it is, it is a shame because I liked where this story was going better than where the other story went. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a shame that this will not get like resolved. Um, and I, it also like, this is probably the last time we'll get to see like Henry Cavill as Superman. Like he's probably not doing it again. Um, yeah. It are sounds they, like, are they making more of these movies in the DCU? Yeah. I mean like Aquaman two's being made wonder woman's in the DCU, like um, birds of prey, um, the new Suicide Squad movie coming out is like essentially a reboot of the Suicide Squad that's in the DCU. What's um, Birds of Prey? Birds of Prey is like the Harley Quinn movie. Um, wow. Essentially, the Birds of Prey are like female superheroes who are like uh, in the comics, like they're their own group. I'm pretty sure, and they're like they all like bird names, like Canary, I think, is one of them. Um, stuff like that. Um, but like the Harley Quinn movie was a just like a essentially a way to get like a female oriented, like female directed, female produced movie about like superheroes in the DCU. Okay. Um, and it was, it was okay. Um, it wasn't quite my cup of tea, but so that, came out. Really that came it. out. I didn't even know about that. Yeah, I want to say that came out right before the pandemic last year. And like, uh, so it'd been out for like a month or two and it didn't get like great reviews, yeah. but then like it kind of got a cult falling at the beginning of the, uh, pandemic. Okay. It really got hurt because like they renamed it right before it came out from birds of prey to like, Harley Quinn and like the phantasmic something something uh, like was it, it really hurt it I think where it should have been like Harley Quinn's Birds of Prey yeah um, but um so yeah they're still making them um but like this is probably the last time we're gonna see Henry Cavill so as Superman um the cyborg guy who plays cyborg is probably not coming back because like he essentially like got harassed by Joss Whedon during the movie <laughs> and then like what um, <laughs> what was Joss Whedon doing he was just like a dick to him. Like it was like really bad, like harassment um, towards him. And like, he like complained like the higher ups at Warner's and like, the, they didn't do anything about it. Jesus. Um, so he like essentially says he will not do another movie under those people. Yeah. Um, and then like Ben Affleck, he's coming back to the flash movie. If that movie ever fucking comes out. Um, but it sounds like it's just so he can like retire in that movie. Um, cause that whole movie is essentially, they're talking about being like almost a reboot with flashpoint. Mm. Um, because aren't they already making a Batman movie with Robert Pattinson? Yeah. Um, and the DC is, uh, DC is kind of different from the MCU where DC is like, Hey, everything's under like this umbrella, but like there's different universes. So, oh, like, okay. That's why like the Joker movie, like technically walking Phoenix is like a part of the DC universe, but like, yeah. it's not a part of like the DCU, like yeah, not okay. part of that universe. Um, which Marvel, I guess is kind of getting into now with like Spider-Man and all that, but like, that's essentially what DC has been doing for a while now. Yeah, I got it. So like there can be multiple Batmans under the DC umbrella, but they're yeah. now all definitely in the same thing. So, um, anyway, I thought it was really good. I really liked, uh, like the new direction they took. I really, as I've said on this podcast many times, I like the darker tone in these movies. I like the, like, it's a nice contrast to the like lighter toned MCU that mm-hmm. I've kind of gotten bored of at this point. Yeah. Um, I really like the characters of the DCU a lot better. So I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was really good. Just wish it wasn't four hours, but I'd recommend if someone can watch it to watch it. Cause it's pretty good. Um, so yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, and so Sean, I also wanted to talk about, um, I guess I'll talk about the other big blockbuster that came out before I hit the, uh, hit my last movie. All right. Um, we talked about this a little bit off the pod a few days ago. Um, 
Kong vs. Godzilla. Yeah. Awesome. It was awesome, Sean. <laughs> just um, a lot of just a lot of fighting, basically. Yeah, it's just a perfect like popcorn flick is what it was. How long is the the fighting scene? Like I don't like when they finally meet each other. Because like how long is it to that point and then how long is it till I assume the film ends probably after they're done fighting? Okay, so they fight like three times in the movie. They fight three um, times? <laughs> yeah. Um, spoiler alert for Kong vs. Godzilla here. Um, so it's like a two-hour movie. Essentially, like the movie starts like Godzilla attacks this plant, yada, yada. Um, and then you cut to Kong. Kong's on Skull Island, kind of. Um, I'm not going to get into how that is kind of. And they're like, all right, we have to transport Kong to this place so we can go to the center of the Earth, to the hollow Earth. Okay. Um, again, I'm not going to explain this because um, it really doesn't matter. Um, and like on his way there, they're getting like, they're taking like this big old, like, uh, I don't know, ship, this like transport ship that they would carry stuff on. Um, he's just hanging out, Kong's hanging out on there. Godzilla comes and they fight there. Um, that's probably like a 10 to 15 minute fight at least. And this is probably 20 minutes in the movie at this point. Um, then they end up fighting again. This is probably, you know, another half hour, 40 minutes later, they fight. Um, and that fight's like 30 minutes long. Jeez. Essentially, essentially, that fight doesn't end actually because like the fight ends there, but then there's also like the Mecha Godzilla, um, Wait, which is like a, a second Godzilla. It's a metal version of Godzilla that like <laughs> the bad guy has made to defeat Godzilla. Because okay. at this point, Godzilla is king of the monsters. Yes, nothing can beat Godzilla. King of the castle. So, yep, king of the castle. King of the castle. <laughs> um, so like the bad guy makes this Godzilla like this Mecha Godzilla to defeat Godzilla. Okay. Um, to like take back the earth for, for humans or something like that. Um, but the like robot goes crazy. Um, it's being powered by the villains. I'm not going to get into it. It, it turns bad. And <laughs> it's a fighting Godzilla. And then Kong and Godzilla team up to fight that mecha Godzilla. Okay. And it's awesome. It's awesome. Okay. It's uh, so much, it's so much fun. All right. That's, a, that's really all I have, Sean. I just wanted to tell you how much fun I had watching this very generic, like, monster movie. It was awesome. Like, is, is, uh, I, I, like, what are humans doing during this? They're just like, <laughs> oh my God, they're fighting. Like, does it cut to the humans, like, like, shocked face, or is it just literally just them, the, the Godzilla and Kong fighting? So it's kind of funny because there's like two groups of humans in this movie that like don't ever interact. There's okay. the Godzilla group that has like Millie Bobby Brown and Brian Tyree Henry and Kyle Chandler kind of. Yeah. Um, and like that group is like trying to figure out like why Godzilla is doing what he's doing. Cause like Godzilla is usually a good guy, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, and they, they're essentially just like every time Godzilla shows up, they just like look at him like, Oh, Godzilla. Like, <laughs> cause like you don't interact with Godzilla. Godzilla just kills people. And, like, yeah. Runs off. Um, so, like, they're kind of watching, but, like, the Kong group, like, interacts with Kong. Like, there's, like, um, Rebecca Hall and Alexander Skarsgård and, like, this little girl who's a mute who, like, just talks through sign language. And, like, yeah. she's, like, Kong's best friend. Okay. Like, she, like, she like interacts with Kong all the time. So, like, whenever, like, Kong is, like, fighting, they're, like, yelling, like, yeah, go Kong. Or, like, oh, no, we got to help Kong. Like, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, and at one point, they use a spaceship to as a giant defibrillator to... uh get Kong's heart going again. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh yep. my God. Uh, yep. yeah, it sounds exactly like a popcorn flick. Um, 
I just, I don't understand if they fight and then they just stop fighting. They're just like, all right, we're tired. Let's go. We'll, we'll come so back the, and fight each other again. The first time they fight, what happens is Kong plays dead. Godzilla thinks he's dead, so it leaves. Yeah. Because Kong is at the disadvantage out in the ocean. Second time they fight, Kong wins and kind of lets up, but Godzilla like then comes back at him. And that's oh, round three then. In round three, Godzilla is like going to kill him and essentially feels like he's dying. So like lets him go, but like he's Kong is dying essentially at his feet. And then that's when Mecha Godzilla comes out and then they fight together to beat up Mecha Godzilla. And after that, Godzilla is just kind of like not worth it. And like just leaves essentially. He's like, <laughs> you're a good one kid. Yeah, ex- exactly. He's just like, I'm not gonna mess with like, I'm gonna let him go. Like he's cool. So are they making a second one? Nah, uh, I'm sure they're going to make more of them because, like, these monster movies are a pretty big deal for uh, Universal, I think, is who yeah. made them. I don't know. Um, but, like, the movie ends where essentially Godzilla is still king of the monsters on Earth and uh, Kong is living in the Hollow Earth. Okay. Like, king of the Hollow Earth. So I don't know. I'm sure they'll make something, but I don't know where they go. All right. So, um, Sean, the last movie I want to talk about has much lower stakes than superheroes or Godzilla's. Okay. It's a movie I watched. I found it on HBO Max. And it's one of those movies where you watch it and you're like, how did this movie come out without me knowing about it with all these big name actors in it? All right. So the movie's called 10 Years. Um, it came out in 2011 with, it's essentially about like these, this group of friends comes back for the 10 year reunion and then they have a 10 year reunion. Mm. And let me just name you some, let me name you some of these actors. And maybe you won't be as impressed as, as I was of them, but, um, Okay. So the main character is Channing Tatum. Okay. Then it has his wife, Jenna D1. Right. I don't know her name. They're now divorced, but it was his wife at the time. Justin Long. Max Minghella. Um, I can't pronounce his last name. He's the guy. He's on the social network. He was kind of a big deal at the time. He's not really anymore. Um, Oscar Isaac. Chris Pratt. Um, hold on. Brian Garrity. Aubrey Plaza. Aaron Yu. Kate Mara. Lynn Collins, who was like, this was right before John Carter. So she was like really big at the time. Oh, uh, okay. Anthony Mackie, Rosario Dawson, and Ron Livingston. That's a pretty good cast for this little movie I'd never heard of. Yeah, it is. Um, and really, it's just like, like I said, it reminds me of like, because like these characters are supposed to be like our age, essentially, like right around their 10 year union. Yeah. Um, even though all these actors are definitely like in their thirties or forties during this movie, yeah, which is kind of funny. Um, but it, like, there's a lot of like moments where I'm like, "Yep, that's me and my friends" type thing, um, where they just go and get drunk at this like reunion. Yeah. And uh, there's like uh, Chris Pratt is the like uh, he gets like obnoxiously drunk, and I just I know so many people who like either I'm that person at that party or like they're that person at this party. Yeah. So the whole time he's doing stuff, I'm like, man, this is hilarious because i know that guy i know a guy like that <laughs> um and i don't know it's it's there's not much that happens with the movie like they go to this reunion like channing tatum is going to propose to his wife during this or his girlfriend yada yada but he's still in love with rosario dawson who's also married and gonna have a kid um so there's a little tension there mm-hmm. um oscar isaac is playing like a rock star who's coming back to this reunion um Chris Pratt's playing, playing a drunk. Anthony Mackie's playing a, uh, so, so he's the, uh, weed dealer of the, uh, group, but he's kind of not in the group. Um, nice. 
I don't know. It, it was just one of those movies, like I said, where I found it. I'm like, man, there's a lot of people in this fucking movie. That is um, a lot of, yeah, it is weird how it was made because a lot of these people are bigger name people. Um, and it came out in 2011, which is right around the time I would have been like, hey, I probably would have heard of that movie. I probably should have watched it. But I never yeah. did. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's about it. I, I just wanted to speak on it. Um, see if you had any questions or comments on it. No, I mean, I've, I never heard of it before. Um, but it's definitely like the the people who are in it. It's even at that time they're like big name characters or whatever, or big named actors, I should say. So like, I wonder how it was made because <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I, how did they pay all these people? It doesn't seem like it like was released to be a big film. So it's kind of interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder, I think what happened is some of, this is like right before some of them popped off or right when they popped off, so they got like yeah. good deals. Uh, I'm sure some of them are like friendly deals for the person. Um, obviously, like, you got stuff like uh, Chris Pratt and his wife, or not Chris Pratt, um, Jason Tatum and his, his like real-life wife, like they probably wanted to be in the movie together, so stuff like that. Um, yeah. But no, it was, it was kind of a nice find. Um, it was a nice Saturday night movie to watch with the wife. It was fun. So that's good. Um, really, that's all I got. Um, that's really all I really watched, which is okay. kind of sad. Um, John, time for everyone's favorite segment of our <laughs> podcast. Okay. What has Sean Dangler done in Red Dead? Okay. Let me give me a quick stretch so we get ready. Uh, here we go. So I. I told some people, I may have told you this, but I don't remember. So, in Red Dead, one of the quests, you have to capture all these fish. Um, or fish for all these fish. And get them, and you get them all, then you complete one of those stupid fucking quests that I've been trying to do forever. And I've been trying to catch this lake sturgeon as a fish. Taking forever. And I'm just like, why can't I catch this thing? I go to the area, I've, I've looked, researched the maps, and all that stuff. I know where the fish is. And so I'm always like, it's like, use, like, this lure um, to catch this fish. And so I, I do that, but I'm also like, okay, I need the bait to go with the lure. And so I'm fishing, and I just never catch it, even though I can, like, see the fish. You, I figured out you can do your, your hunting eyes, and you can see the fish. So you can usually tell if it's there. Now, if you're a fisherman, you probably caught where I've been doing this wrong the entire time. <laughs> and this took me... I don't know. I'd been probably been looking for the sturgeon. I don't know. Probably two, three hours of gameplay just trying to find this fucking fish and catch it, I guess. Fact is, I did not know, because I am not a fisherman, that you do not put a lure and a bait together. It's one or the other. <laughs> so what I was doing was I would click the lure, the one I thought, and I'd be like, okay, I need like a cheese bait with that, so let me put the cheese bait. So instead of putting that lure, I'm putting this bait on, which will not let me catch that fish. So it took me so fucking long to realize. I had fished like almost this entire game not realizing that's how that worked. <laughs> and sure enough, once I put on the right lure, I caught that fish like right away. That's 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 good. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it's funny that the game is that realistic. It's just another one of those examples where it's like, damn, um, they put a lot of detail in this game. Yeah. Because I wouldn't think it would matter, you know, that I much. didn't think it would either, but it fucking does. But... Good thing is, I caught that fish, and I caught the other fish, so now I'm on to just other random quests and things. 
Now I'm trying to find it. Now I'm trying to, oh, here's, here, I could tell this story too. I'll give a bonus one. So, you're supposed to kill a possum in this, a perfect possum, a perfect hide. And so, like, I'm like wandering around forever. It's still taking me forever to figure out where this possum I find one. And I like aim. I'm quite far away from it, but I shoot it. And the thing fucking rolls down. And I'm like, okay, like, can I pick this up and do it? Because it's not moving. And the motherfucker was just playing possum on me and ran off. <laughs> and, and so the dumb thing, the thing that's the real kick in the nuts situation, is there's also another quest I need to complete that says you're supposed to kill a possum while it's playing possum. So I could have killed it and at least completed that quest. But I was a fucking idiot and let the thing run off and I ended up killing it. I didn't get it either way. I didn't get a perfect possum and nor was it dead when I killed it. Damn, Sean. That's rough. Ah, fucking sucks, man. Sean, how many more of these missions do you have where you have to go, like, kill some animal? The animal... So it's like... Like, the fish one was like a separate quest. The animals is like literally a mission, I guess. Um, And I think there's quite a few left. And I just don't understand how people have done it so quick this is my third fucking year on this game uh yeah this the, the whole and the hunting thing is what's the hardest part it's just it seems like it's so much of it yeah exactly been, so we've been we've been you've been telling me these stories for three years in the podcast yeah i want to say for the last two you've been telling me stories about you trying to find animals man yeah because i just prolong it because i hate doing it because you just don't know when you will find so i have to like set aside time Either, like, power up some podcasts and just be like, all right, I'm going to try to pound out these podcasts or something to, like, make my time worth it. Otherwise, it just feels awful when I'm literally trying to hunt in this video game. And then I don't get anything. That's rough. That's yeah. rough. Yeah. Um, well, hope, hopefully, eventually it ends. And we can we can talk about, hey, remember those times where we used to talk about Red Dead on oh podcast? At this point, who fucking knows? I think I'm at like 75% completed in the game now, so that's good. These go towards the percentage, right? Yes, that's why. I've double-checked. Okay. If, if you've been like, oh, no, they actually don't. I, I might have been like, all right, I, get off. Fuck, okay. I could be wrong at this point, but at this point, I've, I, I just have to go for it. Yeah, at this point, it's death. Just uh, keep rolling with it, Sean. But that's all right. Um, it gives us good content, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Sean, that's all I got for the day. Do you have anything else? No, I don't believe so. All right. Well, then I guess we'll let the listeners go. Um, everybody, thanks for listening. Um, like, subscribe, like, tell your friends. Five stars. Five, five stars. stars, baby. Five stars. Um, all right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Pandering Talk. If you got any questions, concerns, or comments, just hit us up on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. All under the pandering talk. Thank you and have a wonderful day.